All right, I want to get to your calls. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. What do you think the ramifications of these contract negotiations are or will be? Because here's the other part in all of this, too. When wages go up as much as they are, a 25% bump in base wages or COLA coming back, I mean, these are things, these are items, line items and contracts that the UAW didn't have, and the auto companies weren't accustomed to paying. They weren't used to paying another 25% on each worker. So what does that do to the bottom line? What does that do to the vehicles? What does that do to the the cost of a vehicle? To me, what happens? It's going to go up. The cost of vehicles are going to go up. The companies aren't just going to eat it. They're they're businesses. <laughs> they're trying to make as much money as possible. So no, I don't I don't believe that this doesn't get passed along. I think that eventually if you are going to be in the market for a vehicle, you're going to pay more. Or if you're going to be in the market for a used vehicle, the cost of used vehicles are going to go up. Look, I'm not saying it's right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just saying that reality, that's probably what's going to happen. And I get the UAW wants more money. I, I understand. I it's This is nothing on, on auto workers. I just think reality shows you that the cost of these items are probably going to go up. 800-859-0957. Vince is in Northville, kicks us off. What's up, Vincent? Hey, sir. I'm doing the math, and my buddy works at the Dearborn plant for the Lightning and a high-end truck. So I just got off the phone with him, and I was talking to him, and he's pretty happy. Sure. Because I was asking him, and he's like, well, right now I'm at, he goes, at the end of this original contract, before the new one, he goes, I'm at forty-two fifty an hour. But he goes, I'm also six, six years away from retirement. Sure. I say, okay. So I go, where are you at right now? And he goes, right now, with benefits and everything like that, when I walk out of here, he goes, I'll be at about 144 an hour. Mm. That's everything. But then again, he's only got six years to retirement. Okay. Sure. So last year, I think with overtime, he averaged, he told me, he goes, this, I averaged about 55 hours a week. He goes, I was taxed at 133, 133,000. Wow. Vince, plus, I, I mean, look. Sure. Yeah, right. Exactly. I think that those workers are going to love this. Those workers are going to love the uptick. Those workers are really going to enjoy the fact that that they're going to get a little bump. And especially if he's so close to retirement. Yeah, I I think that's going to be something he's going to thoroughly enjoy. Tim's in Flushing. Hello, Tim. Chris, uh, first of all, I'd like to say I enjoyed when you worked with uh, Frank Beckman. I think you're doing a great job now. Love Thanks, Timmy. I appreciate but, you. But any, anyway, my opinion, you just mentioned they're, workers get a, get a little bump up. They're getting a big bump up. Sure. If I, if anybody who does not work for an automotive company, an hourly worker, if they got half of the raise, not the cost of living, half the raise that they're giving to these uh, auto workers, mm-hmm. I think uh, they'd be happy. And also, I've leased at least 10 cars in the last 15 years. I'm retired. I could afford it. I don't see me buying another car because the price is going to go outrageous. And this is just setting up your other car companies, the Toyotas, Toyotas, Hondas, Hondas, to basically take over the area. It's going to happen. Yeah, Not tomorrow. Uh, 
I don't know what that looks like long term. I think hypothetically you could be right. I don't know that around here it can ever really get to that point. And look, Toyota's good company. They're they're kind of a quasi big four here. But but I think that does open the door for other vehicles that are comparable in specs, right? Whether it's the size of the vehicle or whether that's the 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 technology that's included. I, I could see a situation where, yeah, you know, if if it's less money, people are going to they're gonna gravitate towards that depending on how much these cars go up. Not saying it's gonna go up drastically, but I do believe that the cost of vehicles probably will go up. Tim, I appreciate the call. Thank you, my man. Uh in the meantime, what does this mean for for the automakers and where does this cost get passed down to? I can't imagine that the OEMs are just going to eat it. Daniel Ives is the managing director and senior equity research analyst at Wedbush Securities, and he joins us. Daniel, good to have you. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, well, what are the financial impacts here? I'll, I'll, we'll focus on the UAW momentarily, but for, for example, Ford, with this particular deal, what are the financial ramifications for the Blue Oval? I'm talked about two to three thousand dollars per vehicle over the next 18 24 months that's going to get passed to the consumer because ultimately if you look at their business model from a wall street perspective they were already back against the wall so by this deal which we thought you know from the beginning was a debacle from the uaw to get the deal actually done it's going to put them in a tightrope to, to sort of get this profitable business in electric vehicles over the coming years. That's been the frustration, from, at least from an investor perspective. From a UAW perspective, from an economic perspective, obviously these folks not being able to work, not bringing in their normal paycheck impacts uh, the their economic footprint, not only in the state of Michigan, but around the country. What does this deal do for for the the near term economic outlook, well, it was about anywhere from eight hundred million to a billion in terms of the impact negatively, not just for the automakers, but the ripple effect across the economies, you know, especially in Detroit and other areas where where, where you saw these strikes. Well, clearly, workers they get more money. It's good for the workers from a retention perspective. The problem is that when you take a further step back, you're competing against Tesla and a lot of the foreign automakers that are Mm non-union. That's basically me and you running a race, and I got my shoes, you know, ultimately shoelaces open, and I have one foot tied behind my back. I still might take in that race, Daniel. I still might take in the race. Again, you've never seen the run, but you never know. Yeah. No, but 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 that's the frustration. And, sure. you, and you talk about you've heard Barra from Farley is that you know essentially it's been a gut a black cloud over these names, and I think also the way it was done leaves a particularly bad taste in the mouth. A twenty five percent increase could have been done in a way instead of basically like a Broadway show. Netflix PR special that the way it was done. So let's hypothetically say General Motors and Stellantis come in with with similar deals. They may not be, you know, uh, apples to apples, but they may be pretty similar is is my guess. 
do you extrapolate then based on Ford with the cost of these vehicles going up over the, the course of the next two years or so? Um, and then oh. do, do you believe that that drives more of the American public who are still dealing with inflationary numbers, who still the, the cost of goods and services are, are are still high? Do you see them gravitating towards other automakers? Look, it's going to be a churn, right? I mean, the biggest winners in all this is Elon Musk and Tesla, as well as the foreign automakers. Mm. Because as the costs go up, and also like, look, Ford has not exactly been you know, phenomenal delivery for quality control in terms of getting things done on time at the right pace. There's going to be more and more pressure for them. You're going to have a clear churn as prices go up and other electric vehicle companies come in. And then in terms of the EV strategy, you know, which when it was laid out, the blueprint made sense, you do have to reevaluate some of it just given this UAW situation. Sure. Uh, Daniel Ives with Woodbush Securities. Thanks so much for your insight. Appreciate it. Thank you. Got to take a break. We'll get to more of your calls, your texts coming up on the UAW and Ford tentative agreement. What does it mean then for General Motors? For Stellantis, and could you see a situation where the cost of these vehicles are going to go up? 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. And speaking of vehicles, more school districts are going towards electrified buses. We'll talk about that next as well on JR Afternoon.